Are you listening? Damn. I've heard of craft beer. You heard of that here. Uh-huh. A word is that clear. We prefer a glass near. Yeah. Local is best, so the rest barely spoke. Uh-huh. From farm to the brewery till it's pouring down your throat. Yeah. From Jasper to Lloyd. Or back to the hat. Uh-huh. You are now at Alberta Craft Beer Guy Cast. Yeah. Alright, so welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> nice to uh, be here. Yeah. So as everyone knows, uh, my name is Andrew. I'm one of the people behind the Alberta Craft Beer Guide. And our goal is simple. We just want to grow the craft beer community. We do this by educating the interested and entertaining the entrenched. And our guest today is David Nuttall. So uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, nice my pleasure. Thanks for, thanks for making the trip through the cold. <laughs> um, so first things first, um, I like to dive right into things. I mean, you're a beer educator. You're a beer judge. You're right for culinary. You work with Alberta Beer Festivals. You do a lot of things in the, in the beer scene right now. Yeah. So right now your big thing um, is beer education. Yes. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about that if, if anyone listening doesn't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I, I have been in the beer industry for, or liquor industry for quite a while, uh, since my university days. And um, you, you get a little bit of education and I've worked in liquor stores and you obviously accrue education. Yes. Um, but it tends to be a spider web of stuff. There was no W set or anything back in the day when I first started. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had a fair amount of knowledge, but it wasn't focused on anything. I read Michael Jackson's book. Yep. Uh, I had a whole collection of good liquor books that divide stuff up. So I kind of knew stuff, but I didn't know anything. Then the aha moment came for me when I found out the Yeast Wranglers, which is a homebrew club in Calgary yep. that I am a member of. And they're um, quite a prominent group, too. <laughs> yes, they, they're becoming... Uh, many people have had their beers who don't know that they have had their beers. Now that they've got breweries now. They're, they're, they're going pro, as we call it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they started... Uh, they got in, involved with the BJCP, the Beer Judge Certification Program. And they ran uh, their first... Um, course in I forget what year I think it was 2009 or 2010 uh, I couldn't take it because it was in the evening and I was working evenings sure. so I was sad but the guys who did take it said oh I recommend you can in 2011 they ran another one and I could take it nice. so that sort of put every all the ducks in a row for me and uh, I learned a lot from that and I'd been in the industry for 20 years at that point and the fact is that I learned so much from that yeah I, I was thinking god there's a whole bunch of other people out there who don't have any clue about beer yep. you can learn a little bit more about wine there's wine courses all over the place but no one was doing beer courses yep. so BJCP is hard to do it's a complicated process I'm not going to go through it and yeah. it takes a while and it, it's it, a lot of memorization to style everything's like yes to style, and, but it also runs like eight months it's a university course. Yeah, true. And true. it's hard to get people to commit to that. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not something you just bash off. So um, as Beer Fest was expanding, as we know, because the number of beers have been in Alberta market has increased, if only from just the local guys, yep. um, we need more judges. And me being the head judge, it's fun having a bunch of people, who a mixture of celebrities and radio people and newspaper people, plus some educated people. And our head judges are the ones who run each table, yeah. uh, know their stuff. They're, yeah. Almost all of them are BJCP. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but we needed more people because we started out with four groups and maybe 15 to 16 people 10 years ago when we started doing this. Like for uh, at the, at the at, festivals? At beer Fest, yes. The, uh, and we now, last year, we had... 30 groups of eight with two stewards per group. So we're talking hundreds of people. Oh, yeah. Yep. And we needed more qualified people. So I approached Bill Robinson and said, hey, uh, who's the president of Beer Fest? I said, why don't I start, take my BJCP, compress it down into a month-long education program, four classes. Yep. Um, The last class being a tour of Calgary Breweries. Naturally. um, Where we can go to a different one each time. And why don't I just sort of take the highlights so give people the basics. Like the so Coles they, notes to connect. Exactly. The, so yeah. they understand what ingredients are, how beer is made, how you how you define a beer, and the important points of a beer, so that you can learn. So yeah. What's I'm not have to sit there and argue about the difference between porters and stouts, but you should know the difference between a stout and an IPA. Yes. And <laughs> so that was the idea behind it. So I started. I wrote that class. It took me six months to write it. Wow. 
um, to pr do the PowerPoint presentation, to do everything. Uh, and I started it in September of 2012, 2013, September of 2013. So I've been now doing it for five years. And that's called? And it's called Brewed. Brewed, that's yeah. right. And so I do it in Calgary. And um, I have not ever done it outside because that gets more complicated being once a week. And, you know, it would have to be something different. But that's sure. another story. But the idea is there's been, I've probably taught, I don't know the exact number, I'd have to look it up, but somewhere over two to 250 people have cool. taken the course. Very cool. Uh, all from different walks of life. Because yeah, uh, yeah. I ask people, why are you here? Why are you taking this? Yeah, course? and some what are you find? What's the difference? They, some of them are home brewers who just want to learn about different beer styles. Because uh, it's hard to go into a store and not know. Yep. Um, some are were, are headed towards doing something in beer. Sure. They weren't sure exactly what it was. Maybe a liquor store or... Going to work. At, going to work for, uh, I've had wine companies that have acquired beer beer rights and are going to start selling beer and their people don't know anything Dude, about selling yeah, beer. Yeah, so it's like take from nothing to yep. you know how to have a good conversation with people. Exactly. You have to sell it. You better yeah. know it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, people who work, uh, we're going to work in liquor stores, people are going to work in restaurants. Um, there's far more beer restaurants, focused restaurants than there ever has been. Yeah, yep. Um, people who have who were starting breweries and their staff needs it yep. uh, because the guys who are making the beer pretty much know beer. That, that's not who this is aimed at. I'm not going to yeah. convert the converted. Uh, <laughs> but the idea is that the general public, and some are just people who, I like traveling around, we're going to want to go to Belgium, and I just want to know what the hell I'm looking at. Yeah, what I'm to ask for, what to look yeah. for. Yeah. And they just work in whatever job they work in. It's got nothing to do with liquor, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they just want to acquire some uh, knowledge. Yeah. So it's a whole mixture of people who've taken it. That's very cool. Since we're talking about beer, you're just yes. teasing me. Yeah. <laughs> So this is we can you can we can split each and you can yes, try both. Yeah, sure. Um, let me start with this. Okay, I have not had either. Yeah, so. these are, are pretty new, and uh, I actually haven't had this beer yet. So over the cameras is the uh, Soray uh, from Snake Lake, and uh, yeah, Sauvignon Farmhouse Ale. Okay. I'll pour you some and let you read about that. Snake Lake being in uh, Sylvan Lake, if Sylvan I remember Lake, correctly. Yes. yes. Yeah, they are doing a great job. So I imagine this is a great beer based on their reputation. So this is a wild farmhouse ale re-fermented with Sauvignon Blanc grape must. Oh. And dry hopped with Holler Tower Blanc and Callista. Yeah, so that's a... It's a lovely nose. Dry, <laughs> very, <laughs> really very, dry, <laughs> very bone dry. Yeah, almost has a, a champagne finish. Yeah, very cool. Huh? Yeah, but really nice flavor though. Yeah, not overly uh, peppery or anything. So it's almost a little subdued in that. Yeah, it's quite nuanced. It's nice though. Refermented with Sauvignon Blanc grape must. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're talking about education. We're talking about beer wards. Um, how long, I guess it's been 10 years now or no, it's been longer for Alberta Beer Fest Beer Awards. How long has it been? Uh, um, I, I, I think this is the 15th year 15th of the year. festival. Oh, in, in Calgary and then yes, Edmonton's and Edmonton, behind. Edmonton started later because yeah. the, the home base for them is Calgary. Yep. So they, they took them, they wanted to get Calgary running properly. Uh, and before yeah. they were going to expand, yeah, you master your system before you. Yes. So, <laughs> so now they run uh, five festivals now. Yes, they run five, two in Edmonton, uh, two different festivals in Edmonton, two different festivals in Calgary, Bath and Jasper. That's are the, right. Are the five that they uh, they run now? Yes. Yeah. Right, so, I, guess, I guess that's six then, isn't it? I guess it's six now. Yes, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Green tree math. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, my favorite question to ask is like. How you? I know you kind of talked about the story of getting into education, but how did you really get into beer? If you can remember back to the time where you realized actually, it's, it's really the uh, the aha uh -huh moment. Uh, actually, that's really quite simple. Um, you know, my dad drank beer. I grew up in you know Western Canada drinking 
beer when I became of legal age, Naturally. you know, uh, of course. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you hit university, you better learn how to drink beer. But your beer, beer options, by the way, when you're, I... You're not drinking good beer. Yeah, yeah. back when I was, was in university, people, it was in another century. And uh, our options were quite, quite minimal. So yeah. I, I grew up drinking the big boys beer. Yeah, of course. And, uh, you know, not minding it. Sure. Um, travels to the States at that time, we're talking the uh, 80s here, yep. um, I learned that there was way worse beers than ours. Uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> as, as much as I didn't think too much about our beers, but my dad being British, he actually used to buy imports quite a bit. Oh, um, yeah. He quite often bought British beers yep. and would buy German beers and things like that. And when I started getting to taste them... Uh, I would sit and go, wow, this beer is so much different than ours. Not knowing why, yeah. uh, but just noticing that. Anyways, as, roll forward to the 90s, and I used to do regular trips to the States uh, for various reasons. Yeah. And uh, I started to notice that there became this strange beers available in the States mm. that were not uh, Budweiser, Miller, Coors, blah, 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 blah. And started trying them and saying, oh my God, these beers are great. And so I learned that whenever I would travel, I would always, if I went to a restaurant, I would ask for the beer I had never heard of. Because the waitress would always come up and say, uh, what, have you got, what have you got on tap or what beers have you got? We have Miller, we have Miller Light, we have Coors, we have Coors Light, we have Bud, Bud, Bud. Then they would say, we have a broken toe beer and I go like I don't know who the hell that is but give me that is that it local good. and yeah. they would yeah. and a lot of it was uh, believe it or not Montana was the first place which uh, Big Sky Brewing was oh, yep. doing. I yep. remember drinking moose drool in, in Whitefish yeah, yeah. so I, when I'd go down there I used to go to the grocery stores thank God for beer in grocery America, stores yes. and so you go to like a, a Rosars or an Albertsons and I would just buy all the shit I didn't know at all. Yeah. So like, never I, seen that, never seen that, yeah. never heard of it. I've never, never seen it. it, never heard of it, yeah. don't know what it is, but bought them all. And yeah. some I would drink there, if I'm there for three or four days, and some I would bring back home. And I thought, like, why the hell don't we have this? <laughs> and, and it took uh, Big Rock opening up in 1985 was, 1985 was a godsend. Uh, I, they opened, just to remind some people who may not have been around then... They opened with three dark beers too, didn't they? Uh, the bitter, which didn't sell because of its name. Yep. The uh, traditional, the trad, yeah. And uh, the other one was a porter. The porter, yeah, the porter. Yeah. But yeah. and so I loved all three. The, they weren't even available in liquor stores. You had to go to Big Rock on a Barlow Trail to go buy them. So I spent the uh, first year. And that's where I met uh, Alistair Smart. Was employee number zero zero two, if I remember oh, wow. correctly. So he and I became friends from that. And. Uh, so things like Big Rock said, hey, we can do this stuff here. Mm -hmm. And started reading, and I, and I have a friend in San Diego, which is a good place to have a friend. Yes. Uh, yep. uh, <laughs> Very good. Uh, and so good I would go down to San Diego quite often. And uh, San Diego was starting the boom in the 90s, especially. Yep. That's when Stone and Coronado and all those breweries are coming up. And so my, dad, my, my friend has a job during the day. I've been to San Diego enough times I've done the touristy stuff. Sure. So I went and toured breweries. Naturally. And so I sat there and went like, oh my God, these are great. Why can't we do this? Thinking that <laughs> with Big Rock giving it a kickstart that it would happen in Canada. Yeah. And it was sort of, except it was happening in BC, Ontario, and Quebec, not in Alberta. Yeah. And uh, at that point, um, I decided because everybody was get, really getting into the wine education at that point, there's a million qualified yep. people who can do wine, yep. and far better than me. I can do. I know a bit about wine, but I haven't gone down that rabbit hole. Yep. I decided to concentrate on beer, yep. thinking that oh, by 2000. Alberta should start swimming in breweries. <laughs> I, I was I, I was wrong by about eleven years. Yeah, <laughs> but I decided to educate myself and try as many beers as much as I could, and at least the import sections of Alberta beer got better. Yeah, and so you could do some education. We do have one of the best import selections in the world. We do. I think uh, our. Beer products in Alberta is over 5,000 available it is, SKUs. It is over 5,000. Whereas compared to, like, I think Ontario is less than 800. Yeah. <laughs> like, the total beers that you Yeah, and Ontario is a huge, is a bigger market than Alberta. Yep. And they have, like, one-tenth the uh, options. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um, so I tried as many imports, and, and I just wanted to be ready when I just thought, when Alberta, knowing that we, the barley came from here, there's nothing wrong with our water. Obviously, nope. we have great water. <laughs> Everybody imports hops from wherever they get hops anyways, and yeast is the easiest thing to transport around. Yep. You get it from a lab. And so I just thought, 
someday Alberta's going to get some more breweries and I want to be in there at the ground floor. Yeah. I waited 11 years for it to happen. <laughs> the law didn't change until 2013 when a real explosion we'll started. actually have small breweries. But I was ready. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's all I know. You, you know, 13 more years to plan for. Yeah, right? that's all I know. It just took a lot longer than it should have. And yeah. I, I mean, I understand why. It was government regulations and blah, 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 blah. But that, that was my interest was mostly just exploring beers from the states and from and trying imports. Yeah. Um, which is a good way to start because uh, the imports gave you the original. Originators, yep. And the Americans basically just did their versions of the European versions. Yep. But you get to do a good comparison. Hell yeah. And, uh, and my, we now have, you know, Canada now is producing really high world-class beers now too. So uh, then it's all, uh, it's all come full circle. Now. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting that, um, you know, we've had such great access to all this great beer, but it took so long. Yeah. And, and I think that's why people don't like... We understand it. We're in it. People just getting into local beers. They're like, well, well why are all these all, like, breweries, you know, the whole, you know, the saturation thing yeah. and all that. And they don't understand that when you haven't had something for a hundred years, really, yeah. <laughs> that, of, that now you're allowed to have it. Of course you're going to, and it's going to seem like a lot because it's compared to nothing. Yes, we don't. We don't have a backstory. We are. We are. I, I always tell everybody we're literally about twenty years behind the United States. Even still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even now, yeah. I mean, we're doing a lot of catching up. We're accelerating at a real fast pace, but we still are twenty years behind them yeah. in the development in our industry yeah. in the total culture that's there. We're getting there, mm-hmm. but this all, all this stuff is just brand new. Like, uh, and so you know, these guys, uh, Snake Lake, for example. Uh, they had their one year. That's why these beers came out. Birthday suit and then Soray was like to celebrate their yeah. kind of <laughs> anniversary, and that was February yeah. of 2019. Yes. They opened for a year, and they're like, it blows my mind. But now they're already doing all these double IPAs, like Great Must. They got more barrels oh, and stuff. Like it's the amount that, that <laughs> these, a year, that right? these <laughs> little breweries are putting out. Uh, the quality and the amount of beer that they're doing is far exceeds what you think a one-year-old brewery should do, especially a one-year-old brewery that we all know all of them are tiny. Yeah. You know, especially on a world scale. Yes. We're, we're talking like Budweiser spills more beer in a day at any one of their... Than <laughs> these guys true. Than these guys make in a year. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's how much... Uh, it's amazing the little styles. And they've really gone whole hog into doing variety of styles. Mm-hmm. When a lot of breweries used to start out, and there's still German breweries that only make like two beers and they've been yep. around for 500 years and they're and they're gigantic right yes, and, but they only serve like one city yeah. in germany and then everyone drinks it it's everywhere exactly <laughs> they just call it by the name of the city and yeah. we now have like little breweries i remember dandy talking to the boys from dandy a, a couple of years ago and i think their plan for 2018 was to make 35 different beers mm-hmm. i'm willing to bet molson's in the 300 year history of molson's 250 but they haven't made 35 <laughs> different beers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, maybe this, and then the light version, and then maybe some other yeah. higher alcohol. Yeah, you know, and there's a few in the past that no longer are recipes, but I'm willing to bet they haven't made 35 different beers. Yeah. And Dandy, oh, which is brand, which fits yeah. in, the, you know, their original brewery fits in most people's kitchen. Put it in the dining room here, right? <laughs> yeah, churning up 35. Yeah, yeah, it's it's impressive. Um, so just a really quick thing, like to go back to, um, you know, beer education. Yeah. Um, aside from industry people, why do you think it's important for people? Uh, well, I think knowledge is good. Let's use a, that basic barometer. Um, if you have any interest in something, and om- if you drink, you should have an interest in what you're drinking. So, I mean, I mean there's nothing against people who, who don't do alcohol. That's fine. Uh, you know, that's, probably not listening to this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and probably turned us off when the first word came yeah. out. Um, but if you have an interest in something, I think it's, it's good to know what exactly you're drinking. So, I mean, if you're a scotch drinker, naturally you're going to explore different kinds of scotches. Mm-hmm. If you're a rum drinker, you should know something about rum. If you're a wine drinker, you should learn about wine. Yeah. And if you're a beer drinker... They, most people do, are not aware of how many different styles of beer there are out there, um, why they're different, what the ingredients are that made them different, history and things like that, and the history yeah. behind. And so they, in just a basics, I mean, you can go read a book, uh, but when you're doing something with tasting, 
you eventually have to have fluid yep. around. Yep. I mean, you can go online and look at a million podcasts and a million uh, YouTube videos. Yep. You can go uh, un- uh, and read books and watch films, uh, but until you actually have it in your mouth, uh, it doesn't mean anything. Because yeah. it's really hard to describe a beer. You can do a whole bunch of descriptors. St- a lot of them start sounding the same. Like, I challenge someone to sit there and describe an IPA that of the same kind without using the same (laughs) words over and over and over again. Um, And and so the idea is eventually... And so if you have any interest in it, plus it it helps you if you're walking into a bar uh, or a beer bar, say like Craft, which is in both Edmonton and Calgary, uh, or or Beer Revolution, which is in both Edmonton and Calgary, so people would know know what I'm talking about. And you look at something online, you have an idea of what the beer is. Yeah. and uh, that is helps improve your uh, what your experience yep. is going to be because if you learn certain things you don't like, then avoid those. Yep. But if you, you don't want to, if you do like, you go, oh yes, saisons. Oh, I like saisons. Yeah, yeah. and they have like yeah. four of those. Great, I'm yeah. going to go through all of them in one and evening. Then compare them and see how yeah, they go. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think if you have an interest in it. Knowing about what the hell you're drinking is a is an advantage. Yes, if, if, even if you're not even in any industry. Yeah, and just so so I find a lot of people who just you know I, I meet people at at bars or at, at at functions that aren't in the liquor business and tell you most of my friends ninety five to ninety eight percent of my friends are not in the liquor industry. Oh well, because uh, they just aren't. I'm like the only guy I know who really that I grew up with who's in it, and, yeah. and I, I have lots of friends now, but I accrued them. They yeah, already, I was going to say you, you, are, you know most of the beer industry now. <laughs> they are in, they were in the industry or came in it, so we were just talking on a level playing field here. But most of my friends, you know, they constantly ask me questions, and a lot of my friends have taken my class just because they said, "Hey, I want to know more about this stuff." Yeah, I just have an interest in it. Yeah, and, and so you know, they're not going to do anything professionally with it. Some have kicked the can at uh, doing some home brewing and stuff like that <laughs> sure. uh, but other than that they just wanted to say that I just like to know about these beers and they're you know it's something that I can just put in my back pocket sort of like if you follow hockey you want to know a little bit about hockey yeah you want to know like, exactly the, not yeah. only the rules but the players and, yeah. and, and the that, different that, strategies and all yeah, those things right same kind of thing so I know uh, I poured you a little more than myself well I'm so. doing more talking and less drinking <laughs> that's also that <laughs> I'll do more drinking then how about that <laughs> um I was going to crack. Take your time. You don't have to rush. I can get you the glass, too. Um, I just wanted you to try this, too, because this beer is, I think it's absolutely stellar. So, I guess for the people at home, uh, birthday suit from uh, Snake Lake Double IPA. Ooh, a dippa. A dippa. It's a nice looking. I'll give you. Oh, yeah. Take your time. I'll, I'll give you a rinse when you're good. But, um, yeah, it's so neat to see. Like, we're in such an abundance right now. And it's not slowing down. Nope. It's there. Uh, in my class, I, I do a portion of... Uh, and I didn't start it. Uh, when I did the first classes, I didn't do anything on it. But it became obvious to me that I need to do a little section on the history and growth of Alberta breweries. Uh, because remember, I started in 2013 doing this. It was pretty easy to just go over what we have. Well, we have. <laughs> you can see the issues of the guy yes. holding up the camera. No, and I have. It starts very thin, right? I have every guy. It's like the old one. You remember when we had telephone books, people? Uh, I used to remember when the Calgary when it got dumped on our front step. When the Calgary phone book used to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and then they separated the yellow pages from the white pages yeah. because it got so damn big. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, now nobody knows what a telephone book is. Yeah, but uh, it's the same sort of thing with the guide. It's you know started out at well, I don't know how many pages. As it was, it was probably in the twenties. We were or like, something. well, we the had first one when we first started doing research on the guide, because we actually asked another publication in another province to come do it, and we were just going to help them, and they ignored us, so we just did it on our own. But in the email, we said we have, you know, we only have twenty four breweries right now, but you know, I think it's viable to do a publication on it. People should yeah. know that there's like there's twenty four breweries. Yeah. All right, All right my friend. Um. Yeah, and and now I think it's like a hundred whatever, yeah, whatever. Like that. It we're is. almost really like we're a hundred small producers of beer in the province now. 
Yeah, I, I know the Magic 100 was hit late in 2018. Officially, bricks and mortar opened up breweries. Yeah. And on my that's list... An, and in three, that's three years yeah. to go from 24 to Well, and on my <laughs> list of sooneries and, and rumories that, yeah. you, that you have and from what I gather in, sure. in, in Calgary, I have another 65 potentials. Potentials, that, yeah. That, some, yeah. Some, some, are, some never come to fruition. Some take years. Uh, there's no set, you know, I'm not saying 65 are going to open up in 2019, yeah. but there is a potential of 65 if they all go through their stuff, opening yep. up in the next few years, yeah. let's say. Yeah, and that's by, I think, as breweries kept opening, we kept having 30 to 35 sooneries in print. And we've getting, we get better at vetting, you know, who's actually yeah. <laughs> legit or not, right? We're not perfect. But um, as breweries kept opening, we opened 35 last year. Yep, like, so I, I have about 35 last year. I, I, I The 17 and 17, I forget what the number was in... It was around 30-something in, 20, in 20, uh, 35 in 2018. See, I thought it was... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah it in was, 2018. Yeah, 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 it was 17 and 17, that's what I remember. But it was like 30 in 2016, something like that. I thought it was 20... I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I, I have the list, and I know our list will be the same, because yeah. I did it only when you had bricks and mortar and you yep. could walk into the brewery, not just that you're making beer. Because there's contract brewery. Oh, like... Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't count those. Yeah. I, I, they, I know they exist. The goat lockers of the world exist. Yeah. But until they have a bricks and mortar thing, I have not put they're, them they're down that they're an open yeah. place to yeah. go visit. And that's what we do for our book, yeah. is if you have a place that's producing beer that the public can buy, then they get a page, essentially. As well. Yeah, and I understand yeah. that. Like, far has been in that book for, like, three years, and they only just opened up. Yeah, their tapper was, like, the fall. <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> they just opened up. But, you know... Uh, They've been making beer for over three years. So, yeah, this is nice. Thoughts on but that you know, is? for for a dipper though, it, it isn't uh, overly. Uh, it's it's not puckering your mouth with the uh, IBUs. It's an easy drinking, a dangerously easy drinking. You saw the. I, I'm gonna say <laughs> no, it's probably like eight point five or nine. I think it's it? right at eight. I think. Where is it on this thing? Let me hide it. Oh, there it is. Well, that's three fifty five oh. milliliters. Where is it? Let me hide it somewhere. Maybe they're trying to hide the booze. No, you have to, <laughs> both uh, on the can and the beer. Uh, you have you have to. It's required by law that you put it somewhere. <laughs> you can't get away from. Where it. was it on this one? That's so funny. In Alberta, it's required by law. Oh, and uh, the, the label, the green part up here, up high, or the up here. Oh, okay, I have to put my glasses on to read. <laughs> I can read it for you. <laughs> Eight. Yeah, okay. yeah, they're saying yeah. 50 IBU, which I think yeah. is, I don't know, what are your thoughts on IBU? Because we, we took it out of the book after we started educating people on, it's, well, it's really I, a I, part I a, of the whole story. I right? wrote a whole article for Cool and Air on, uh, on uh, IBUs and I, IPAs, um, and there's others who are in agreement with me uh, that I, I think I said, don't use it as an endpoint. Yeah. Uh, it is a number that you can kind of... Uh, use it as scale, but you know, I, I part of my class is I do a thing called relative bitterness. Yep. That I, 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 as they go as I go through the IPAs, and I do the basic three: the British, the American, and the and the Dipa. Yep. And and I increase the IBUs on each one, and it becomes obvious when you do them side by side yep. by side. Uh, but then, as I get into things like Russian Imperial Stouts and Charlie yeah, wines, you know, 100 IBU. Yeah, but it's I sit there and I ask the class if they can guess what this is, and they they get nowhere near most of them. Even though I've told them, you know, and you show them the BJCP guideline from you know IBUs are going to be anywhere from 60 to 100. They say like, try this beer, you know, and this is in the stout part, and they yep. say, what do you think this Russian Imperial Stout is? And I use courage as much as I can. The, sure, one yep, of the originals. Of and they, it's the yeah. original, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, and Catherine the Great's favorite beer. Yeah, uh, and they most people guess 30, 35, and I go, no, it's it's sixty five, <laughs> and they're amazed. But I said, see, if this was an IPA, you would notice it at sixty five. I said, you don't notice it. This, so it becomes irrelevant in a lot of beers. Yeah. Uh, it, but it also flavor profile. I said, you're better to learn the flavor profile of hops. So, so you learn which hops you like. Yeah. Now the hard part is not every beer tells you which which what hops hop are, are yeah. in each beer. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I said other than that, you have to taste it. But it's not necessarily like 
people sitting there going, I need to try an 85 IBU beer uh, versus because it's better than a 60 IBU beer. <laughs> yeah, there, right. <laughs> there, there is no such thing. It's it's not like he scored 85 points versus a guy scored 65 points. Yeah, yeah, he had a better season. It doesn't make it a better beer. Go for balance. Find yeah. something that is the sum of the whole. And, and use IBUs as a as a little benchmark, but don't. It's not the be all. Yeah, end all it's that you're not resting on it. You're not leaning on. No, it. No, no. And people got so carried away with it. Uh, I mean, and remember, we are not an IPA province. We weren't. We we had hardly any IPAs in this province. No one made any. Even when Big Rock, when they claimed it was an IPA, what Keats, whatever, was obviously not an IPA, right? I won't. Poor Alexander Keith, who's probably rolling in his grave. uh, uh, (laughs) I always tell people in class because I always get asked, "Well, why is Alexander Keith an IPA and it doesn't taste like one?" I said. I'm going to bet when he first made his beer in Nova Scotia 150 years ago that he probably copied the British IPA style. Yeah. It has been dumbed down through the centuries yeah. into People almost will buy a more, drink more of a taste like anything. It's almost a lager. <laughs> to me, it tastes like a lager. I yeah. said, they if you can get some taste on it. They could eliminate a lot of problems if they just call it Alexander Keith's Ale. Because there's no definition of what an ale is. It's just a... Beer with ale yeast, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so they didn't call call it that, but people still get confused as to you know why is that an IPA? But uh, you know, I'm willing to bet he probably made a decent English IPA back 150 years, but no one has that around, and you can't sit there and verify that. Yes, yeah. So. yeah, because now all their marketing is tightly controlled by a very large evil corporation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Um, if you were to give some quick tips, like I know we have a, a variety of um, listeners and viewers on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are very, you know, educated or they're in breweries, they are professionals, all that stuff. Um, others are just getting into it, they're new. If you were to give like a few tips, maybe some basics on, you know, tasting beer. I know what you mentioned before is that you can't just read about it. Yeah. You got to pay Although attention to it. I, I would say. It does help. Yeah. I remember, um, I don't know if you remember this. Actually, I might have it with me. Uh, Sherbrock did a, oh, I do have it. <laughs> they had this little, it was this oh, beer okay. Bible and it was just this little thing. And this is very dated because you'll see by the ads in it. Um, but basically each page, you know, that's some basics, ales, lagers, uh, hops, temperature, stuff like that. Yeah. And then they went into styles, right? Pale lager, amber yeah. and dark. And that stuff is great. But you'll see the examples like, you know, Paddockwood when it was in the province. Yeah. Good, good brewery. Right, Wild Rose, of course, still kicking. The old branding on Alley Cat. Yukon, yeah. <laughs> of course, is still kicking. Um, I think there was a thing in here with Hogshead at one point. Oh, yes. The old, I remember. Now Hogs, defunct, yeah. The, Hogshead. the old Hogshead Brewery. Yes. So I remember trying to read this and trying to remember it. And it and for me, I'm very like experiential learning. I want to do something. I don't want someone yeah. to tell me what to do or just read lo- really, about I want to do it and have it. So when I, I would read this when I was really new to beer... But I'd only read about the ones I drank, and then later on we got um, the Beer Bible, I think it's over there. Yeah. And same thing, when I want to learn about the history, let's say, of double IPAs, I'm drinking a double IPA, so it just yeah. it resonates, right? So I find that helps a lot, but do you have some basic tips, like if people are, you know, if, if, help me understand beer kind of thing. Yeah, you if you're just getting into beer... Uh, yeah. And you have an interest of it, do grab a book. I mean, re- Michael Jackson's World Guide to Beer is one of the originals. It's yeah. still great. It's it's dated, obviously. Michael sure. Jackson's been dead now for probably <laughs> about 10 years, but it was written in 1977. That became the Bible for almost every American craft yeah. beer, was that he's the first guy to put beers into guidelines, that he, he realized it, that no one had ever written a book about it. Wine had always been in that. Even the French had, the, had their stuff, and the Germans had their wine, and the, and the Spanish had theirs, and the yeah, Italians, yeah. and you know, that's those books are hundreds of years old. No one had ever done beer because beer was just kind of there. It was just like the, the drinking man's... But him, <laughs> the working he, man's he, him being an English guy who went to a bunch of pubs and very close to Germany, France, and Belgium. Yeah. So they went like, oh my God, the beers are completely different, but this has to be a reason why they're different than the British beers. And so he explored and did the history of it yeah. and put through things into guidelines. So that's a good book. Randy Mosher's uh, Tasting Beer is another good one. Yep. So start out with that. Uh, in your regular day, I mean, you can sit there and go to good place, go to the good beer bars, the ones that have a large selection, and I'm talking about over 50. Yep. And uh, ideally, if you try a whole bunch, you don't need pints, nope. because 
I'm going to, let's be honest here. If you're going to start pounding back eight pints in a night to try eight different beers. <laughs> you're not going to remember anything. You're not going to After pint number three, yeah. you're probably not going to remember anything. And your notes won't make sense even if you no. take them. <laughs> so, so use the five ounce pour thing. The yep. little, almost everybody does taster samplers. Yep. Uh, at, in all the breweries do. I think, I don't know if there's one that is, doesn't do it. And if, um, even if they didn't do flights, it would at least give you a taster. Yes, at, least. at least a taster. Yeah. Um, learn what the beer is. Ask about it. Uh, the, the serving staff, unfortunately, is not always, and I don't blame them. Serving staff is not always up to snuff because in most places they rotate through beer so quickly. And let's face it, the staff is usually quite young, uh, and they haven't been educated on everything, yep. and they don't also don't have the drinking and, experience. And, and some people just don't care either. They yeah. just want to bring you a beer, but but, the, but when you find a good, obviously, Erica, girlfriend, partner, yeah. She's a beer revolution, and like she knows her shit. Yeah, no. So if you can find places where you know someone who really cares about the beers, or they care about certain styles, or they can make those recommendations, they like, do. And sometimes they leave, but you follow them. Yes. <laughs> you follow them to the next beer place they go to. No, they keep I mean, them, I right? give them kudos. I've trained many staff uh, from uh, in Calgary, from from national to worse to uh, craft. Yep. I, I they've asked me to do plain staff training. Yep. And I try and give them the basic points of what a good server should know is know where the beer's from. Yep. And if it's in Canada, know the province. If it's in Alberta, know the city. Yep. Um, know the ABV. We we're not talking about IBUs being important. ABV is. That's because important because if someone recommends a beer and I got shit to do later. Yeah. Someone needs to know whether they're drinking a 12% beer or whether they're drinking a 3.5% yeah. beer. Because some guys are going to drink six beers in a sitting. Well, six times 3.5 isn't going to get you really wasted. Six times 12. Trust me, you're not on. <laughs> you're getting in trouble. <laughs> do not drive home from there. Yeah. Um, so they should know that. Know something about the style. Yep. So know a little bit about what it is. You don't have to give a dissertation. You frankly only have about 15 seconds to talk to somebody about mm. something. But know a little bit about the yeah. beer. Um, tell it'll them be at least light, it's refreshing. It'll be yes, roasty exactly. Uh, oh, it's, it's, it's dark. It's very dark and chocolatey. If you, something <laughs> yep. like that. Know a little bit about the beer. And that's basically all you have to do. Just do that. And if you can do that... And if you can get that information, and I understand these beers sometimes change daily, and it's really hard for a server to keep up with what, and yep. I don't blame them. Yep. It's just bad that I just came into work. I work Friday night, and Saturday there's 15 new beers. Yeah. That's not <laughs> well, easy. Blyman does you know, a tap takeover, you know, and there's you know, 38 new beers. Right? <laughs> and they don't do, I mean, the kitchen doesn't change 15 different items from one night to the other, yeah. but, the, but the beer will. And so I understand that. So <laughs> you have to be able to, as the drinker, have to be able to sort through that stuff. So, but if you can read, there's certain clues. I mean, a lot of bars like Beer Rev is really good, and they put the ABVs on the little yep. on their board. Um, they, they, the name in, sometimes comes in the style. It doesn't always. I, I can't say to tell people unless I put the dipper. Yeah. I just say, have you had Snake Lake birthday suit? That means <laughs> nothing to suit. anybody. <laughs> yeah, is that a new style yeah. here? <laughs> yeah, we're not in the old English days and the German days where the beer style was the name of the beer. Yeah, it's not anymore. Almost never is because you need to come up with a cool name. Yeah. Uh, so you need to find out what styles, and that's where knowing what a beer style is. So if you say, I hate saisons, then just don't order saisons. But if something is something different, then then you can order that. Go down your path. I know what beers I don't like, yep. and I have to drink a lot of horrible beer in a, in a year. And I only say horrible <laughs> in, in that it's not... Uh, not to your style, or is it... Yes, yeah, not to my style. Not that it's badly made. Sure. Uh, but it's, it, it's beer that I just don't like. Because in writing and in judging, you have you don't get to pick and choose what yeah, you have. You still need to know what it is and what's good. And yeah, so being, I, I, but I can judge to style. Uh, for example, I'll just give you a style that I don't like. Light adjunct American lager. <laughs> yes. Are, are, I think all the listeners would agree with you. <laughs> are not my favorite. Rice uh, and corn syrup are yeah, not my uh, but I, go-to. In my... <laughs> as, as we laugh after the Super Bowl commercial of, of, course. of, of Bud doing their, uh, you know, we, we make ours with rice. Yes, because the rice is a such better adjunct than corn. You know what's is. funny is that, <laughs> is that we know some people who work... For the big guys. Yeah. We do. They exist. Yeah. No, I and There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but they were brewing with corn syrup, specifically in Bud Light, up until only a few months before those came out. But now what they're using is basically the same thing, but under a different name. It's not corn syrup. It'll be a, you know, right. g- glucose, an, an, whatever an extract. Adjunct, like, an adjunct yeah. is an adjunct. <laughs> 
Yeah. And, and it's not, and I, and you know what? Belgians use adjuncts left and right. Well, damn it, they do Belgian it. Belgian right. candy sugar. But, right? but they, but they do it, but they do it well. Yeah. They, I just don't they're like adding that. character and flavor yeah, to it. Yes. I'm not taking away from. Yeah. I just don't like that style. <laughs> I never have. Yeah. From when I was 18, I never liked that style. Uh, and, uh, so, but, you know, if you know that's what the beer is, then you can avoid it. Yeah. Right? So uh, if I'm buying beer for myself and I sit there at the bar and go, like, oh, it's an American adjunct lager, which, I mean, there are now a whole bunch of uh, the craft breweries have now gone full circle into. They're picking up they like never, Dandy's, Dandy's making a premium They lager never now. made lagers because why make something to compete against the big guys because they're going to kick your ass? So they made ales all the time. Yep. Now they're making craft lagers, which I quite like the lager style. Oh, yeah. Trust me, give yeah. me a bunch of German Ooh. stuff. I love those things. And we've had so few good examples in the province. Yes. No, and the license start, to pills. Oh, a very good craft lager is a very good yep. beer. Yep. And it's highly crushable. It's really good. I just don't like the ones that aren't that style. Yeah. And so the, the fact that we've gone full circle and go like, I'm not anti-logger at all. I love loggers. A good right? one. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, a very well-made one, delicious I, one. I would almost <laughs> say like a, a bad logger I will not drink. I could probably tolerate a bad ale. <laughs> it's almost like that. But uh, there's yeah. very few ale styles <laughs> I don't like. I, I pretty much love ales. What, what's your go-to? Do you have a few go-to styles or are you very contextual? Because uh, I, I, I go all over the board. Like... I will tell you, one of my first beers that I really loved, without knowing anything about it, sure. uh, was Pilsner Urquell, which yep. has been in this province for probably 50 years. Yep. Uh, and I bought it on just spec. I wanted to try something different when I was like 19 years old. And I went, oh my God, this is an absolutely astounding right beer. amount of bitterness. From and the, now the I know everything is, I, yeah. about Pilsner Urquell. <laughs> and it's one of my go-to beers. It's one I use in class. It is yep. the definition yep. of a Pilsner yep. Very good beer. style. Very and good beer. and that, when I started, but I had no idea. I mean, I drank the thing for 20 years before I knew what the hell, I didn't know what well, sauce was. I was like, this is delicious. Yeah, I just went, this is a good beer. <laughs> Who else does this kind of thing? <laughs> you know? And I knew there was a difference between, like, you know, Stella and Heineken. Even though there's, they're, Okay, beers in my mind. I don't go. You know, it used to be a go-to beer in a bar because there wasn't any other option. Yeah, that was the best. But the premium import. But you know, (laughs) I just noticed that people think they're the same beer because they're in that green bottle and they're by big corporations. They go, no, they don't taste anything alike. They're completely different beers. And then if I could find Beck's. I actually like Beck's more. So now they're really like, oh God, there's a difference between a, a Netherlands beer and a Belgian beer and a German beer. Yeah. And, and I didn't know it was the hops. I didn't know what it was making. So there's a whole bunch of things that even stumbling in, in complete ignorance through the non, uh, non-knowledgeable beer drinking days, sure. you start to notice things are different. Yep. And so you start picking that stuff up and you gradually accrue knowledge through that. But it's try, the be- easiest thing to say to tell someone is read something first if they have an interest in it and try as many beers, Explore. different beers as you can. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to yeah. work. That's the only way. Yeah. That's where, you know, I, you know, started dating Erica and then my friend Mike, he was a beers. <laughs> keep sticking. <laughs> that's funny. They happen. Um, that's how my knowledge went. You know, my curve was, my learning curve was almost straight up. Yeah. is because I'd be around people who were drinking a lot of different styles of beer and then they'd talk about them and explain them and had questions and I'd try to learn and yeah, you learn a lot quickly when you just throw yourself into it, right? Yeah, you know, there's whatever, however many beer styles there are out there. I mean, BJCP is now in somewhere around 132, but the Great American Beer Fest is like close to 200. And that, that doesn't include specialty, which then opens up a gigantic yeah, Pandora's, new styles are opening Pandora's or, box yeah. of, uh, <laughs> it could be, any, could be anything <laughs> in there. So it, it's almost infinite sure. how many different beers there are out there. So you will, you will never get to the end point. You'll never, uh, even Don Tess and his uh, magical 20,000 or whatever he's at. Different untapped beers, right? Yeah, I mean, you can't, you you will never get to the end because they're making new beers as we we speak. I'm trying to stay on top of just Alberta. Yeah, I. And like this beer, you know. I just had this for the first time. To, I mean, you had these for the first time today, right? Yeah. No, I can I can tell you for a fact. I was working in liquor stores in the year two thousand. Uh, I had had every beer that was available in Alberta, and I could keep up with what was coming into the province yep. at the time because there was about three or four new beers a month coming in, and it wasn't that hard to keep up. By two thousand and five, the imports were starting to 
picks be, up. come up faster than I could try them. And then by the time Alberta breweries started doing, let alone these one-offs, because some breweries produce something. Well, they like, do a taproom only, yeah, small boom, batch, or, like yeah, one then, keg. Yeah, boom. I, I, I long <laughs> gave, an hour. I long <laughs> gave up saying I've tried every beer in Alberta. I know every beer. I don't, and I can't, and, yep. I, and no one can. You can't keep. I'm up doing with my it. best, and it's yeah. very difficult. <laughs> you would have trouble keeping up with McKellar and Evil. Oh, Twins. even just McKellar <laughs> every week. <laughs> exactly. So that, that they don't even pretend you can. Yeah. But you know, I try to to keep up with as much. Uh, in Calgary, I try to just go to every brewery within the first month that it opens, yep. at least, and get, try their core. Yep. Talk to the people. I tend to know anybody in Calgary who's opened up. Uh, yep. Talk to them about what's going to be their core, what their plans are, and try and keep up with just the Calgary yep. because I can't keep up with everybody. We're at what, 30, 36, 38? We're, well, I think we're operating at around 30-ish right now, but there's a few, uh, an, an ish I always say because I can never keep up with exactly who's open. <laughs> we, we've had two open this year already. Uh, 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 not establishment. The establishment, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. establishment did and so did, uh, I'm trying to think, Bow River? Bow River, yeah, uh, yeah. Bow Valley. Bow, Bow River. Bow, Va- Bow, Bow, Bow River, yes. Yeah, no, it's Bow River. Because one of them is a big rock brand. Yeah, no, it's Bow River. Yeah. Bow River opened Bow up. Bow Valley is the big rock brand. Yeah. Cheaper. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bow River opened up, and uh, I know there's one in Edmonton. S- oh, SYC opened up. Yeah. Technically, they opened in, well, they did open in, uh, I guess they did a soft yeah. open or whatever, like right before the new year, but. Yeah, uh, but you know, let alone the little small towns, which aren't anywhere close to where I live. Places like Stronghold and Fort McLeod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, who well, I met those people like last. They're year, great. Like, they're uh, awesome. Yeah, they're I heard they're doing a great job. There, and, you know, Piston, Piston Brook and, and Brooks. And Brooks. Yeah, I met them at the and beer. And there's a second brewery last Brooks year that's uh, already producing. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, there's it's hard to keep up with. The breweries, let yep. alone the beers they are producing yes. as well. So, yeah. uh, but that's fun. I, I like to see what they're doing. I like to see what their angle is, what they're what they're producing, what they're trying to do. Um, you know, what what their niche is they're going to find. Yeah, you know, that's that's that's, that's uh, to me that's quite fascinating. So this is a nice segue because believe it or not, we're, we're almost done. <laughs> Time flies. It's yeah. great. I love it. My last big question for you is relevant to what we're talking about. Is what would you like to see happen in Alberta beer? With so much going on, like what, what do you want to see happen moving forward? Um, well, continued growth. I mean, people keep asking me, uh, you know, aren't we getting oversaturating the market? And you know, and part of being a writer is I have to do a lot of research to, to find things. It's not just sitting at home pounding back beers and thinking. Yeah. Although that is research, though. Well, yeah. Although that's, <laughs> it's, it's better than digging a ditch. Let's yes. put it that way. Um, so I mean, I, I get asked that question quite often, and I researched. Uh, what I did was go to the equivalency of the U.S. and. So I thought, they are about 20 years ahead of us. So let me look at, where is a state that's about the size of Alberta and who, who's been around and what are they at? So I, I hooked up on Colorado. Yep. Colorado's pretty close to Alberta. Yep. Pretty uh, new south of us. Population of about 5 million. So 20% bigger than Alberta. However, okay. most of it's based around one city. Yeah. Denver. Rather than have an empty county. Rather than, we, when, than two different ones. How big is Denver? Do you about know 5 million. Are? Five million. Oh, well, actually, right. the state is five million. Denver is about four point it's something. Most of it. Wow. The second biggest city in, in in Colorado is Colorado Springs, and the only reason it's big is because the Air Force Academy is there. Oh, okay. There are no so other big cities gotcha. in Denver other than the the suburbs of Denver, um, and they have mountains on the west, so you can't really build to the west. They have prairies on the east, uh, and so. They have now, and I, and they're like us, it's hard to peg the number. They're somewhere in the 200s of breweries and still growing. Mm-hmm. And so we, we sit here at 100-ish yeah. and still growing. So we haven't hit the point. There's there's pockets that haven't hit. Calgary has twice as many breweries as Edmonton. There's no reason why Edmonton couldn't have another yep. 15. We're yep. not oversaturated at 30 in Calgary. Nope. San Diego, the There's city... There's whole neighborhoods and sections of the city that don't have yeah. a brewery. <laughs> San, two or three, right? San Diego is a city about the same size as Calgary. And Spread out like There's about 100 and some odd in San Diego and San Diego County, which adds another million people, which we don't. Yeah. Uh, there's another 100 there. So there's about 200 in San Diego within 
a 20-minute drag driving yeah. area of San Diego. Yeah. So we haven't come anywhere, let alone that there's a lot of little small towns. And I mean, the, the towns of 5,000-ish that could support a brewery if they wanted to mm-hmm. in Alberta. There's a whole bunch of them oh, yeah. the, that could easily, if someone wanted to, invest there, believed in it, yep. could do it, and make it into a little, uh, you know, connect the dots of uh, brewery tourism kind of thing. Um, so there's potential. Like, if Alberta hits 200 by... 2021 or so like that uh, I still don't think we'd be saturated at that yeah, I point. I think we'd be fine. And, and the other thing too is that if, if everyone Erica brings this up if everyone wanted to be as big as Big Rock then yeah we might have an issue yes but that's not, the big, not the, everyone's going that big some people just want to serve like it's a lifestyle thing you want to do something you enjoy take care of your locality first totally take care what, of your neighborhood yes right? like what is st- go if you're only going to stretch a few blocks if you're in a city that's fine if you're going to go to the city but I mean you know Edmonton is a million-ish out Calgary is a million-ish that you have to have production that you can be able to keep up nothing is worse than introducing someone to a beer and then running out of beer <laughs> yeah right and, and, and so you want to kind of keep your Keep your neighborhood, your locality first. The ones that they find in the states, the breweries that are failing, and they only fail at about one percent in yep. in a year. Yep. The ones that are failing are the ones that got too big too soon. Yep. I want to be Sam it's Adams. A, it's a cash flow. I want to be Deschutes. Yep. I want to be uh, Sierra Nevada. Yep. No, don't. Try and stick to your locality. Those guys got in early. Those guys got in 30 years ago. They built their way to this. Do not think you're going to become... So do not think you're going to be a big rock within five years. You're an idiot if you think you are. (laughs) Yeah, because how long they're... Yeah, 30 years ago. Just try and make good beer and supply your neighborhood. That's really all you have to do. And then if if demand says we want the beer Let growth be organic. Totally. Let the growth be organic. That's all you have to do. But step number one, make good beer. Step number two, take care of your locality. Yep. That's and and And, you'll be successful. Always, always be in and you'll be successful. Hundred percent. That's the best thing about it. And I think that's if the Alberta sticks to that you know, don't go for global domination. Uh, don't even go for Canada domination. Don't worry about exporting to other provinces. Do you realize if you even want to export to BC, you have to double your capacity yeah. because BC is twice as big, you know, adds two. It's times two to us. It's a province that's bigger than us. And don't even think about the Ontario market. <laughs> no one can even get into it unless There's you build a brewery. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Toronto is bigger than Alberta. <laughs> and they don't have to drive 8,000 miles in either direction to <laughs> yeah. deliver the beer. Totally. It's all a downtown. So stay local and make good beer. I think cool. that's the best thing. Beautiful. I think we'll end it on that note. Great. Well said. Well, thanks a lot. Uh, where can the people find you? You're active on Twitter these days? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I am a, 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 I think, what is it? ABF, uh, uh, what am I? Bruet, ABF Bruet, Bruet. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, that's the official name. If you're in Calgary, you can go to. Uh, I do the, t- the tastings at Burr's Apprentice. Yes, so, the, which is a great little place. I how recommend. Many, how many taps? Forty-eight taps of all, uh, just a growler bar. Just a growler bar with a little bit of uh, a little bit of package product. A little bit of package product. Uh, they're in the East Village, brand new building. It's beautiful. Uh, uh, you can taste it, everything before you buy yes, it. Yes, you can try it. The, the staff have all taken my course, and they have a little tasting room at the back. Um, it's it's probably the best growler bar in, in yep. uh, Calgary. Yep. Uh, so if you're in that area, that's where I do the classes because there is a little tasting room there. Yep. And um, they do other events as well. The Heather and uh, and Mike and the people there are all really good, and they like bringing in the, out of the 48 taps. It's usually about three quarters are local, Alberta yes. based, and it's always and, changing. There's always they go through you know, five or ten or fifty new beers every time I go in there exactly. or more. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's a Great thing, uh, and actually, to, I, I would add to what I said before. If you are trying to get interest in beer, not just the beer bars, you can go to a lot of growler bars, find one that's close to you. There's there's several in Calgary yep. now, and you can t- do a little taste if you want something, or just buy a simple uh, crowd or something and try something. So that's a good way to try a bunch of different Absolutely. stuff. So cool, very cool. Um, for our followers and listeners, if you didn't already know, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Occasionally at AB Beer Guides. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks a lot for having me. Cheers. Cheers.